0: Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> Welcome to come well to another episode of Beyond Words and Expression. Today's topic I'm gonna to touch upon um <clears throat> an interesting one. Um, something that we all involve or find ourselves involved in at some points during this uh experience. Or oh, a lot of points, a lot of times during this experience. Um see certain errors and certain times this reality goes through um I'll just say different things. Make it simple. And um, that's basically what's called the call of an error or a time. Something going on at this moment or something going on at that moment. That was taking place at that time. And this was the outcome. of what was going on at that time, or that was the outcome of what was going on in that era. Today's day, or during this moment in time, or during this moment in era, um, a lot of What I'm experiencing, what I'm seeing, what I'm bumping into, um, people of all walks and talks of life kind of have this one thing in common a lot, you know, and um, this one thing that's in common shows itself in many different situations. and many interactions of people to people people to things and what I see a lot once again is that emotions run high but the one thing that's absent Or that's also there is um, very little understanding, very little knowing, or maybe the knowing or understanding is there, but it's not put into action. So, um, as much as we know, because there's emotion, that means that. We know how to make an attachment. We know how to glue ourselves to something. We know how to become sticky and everything we touch just sticks to us. And then we don't know how to let it go. We don't know how to let it just fall, how to let it just drop. So, because the number one, emotions run high, the intelligence is kind of absent, but not fully absent sometimes, So sometimes we know what we do, we just don't make the action to do otherwise, to live and be and think and feel otherwise. Think being filled how we want to think being filled. And we know what to do, but most of the time we just don't do it. So basically, this is today's topic is based upon, it's maybe it's, called or based upon um, separation and detachment. And of course, you know, we're not touch upon certain topics and subjects. I'm touching upon it from a, from a principle point of view, with the understanding, the acknowledgement of principality. So, you know, I deal with things from a principal point of view because principle has no body, it has no emotion, it has nothing, it is nothing, and within this nothingness, or within this nothingness, it is all. Kind of refer to or made the, the Indians or the, the Hindu people in India may call that Shiva. It goes to all the maximum situations and shit and drama where Shiva remains untouched. It's kind of like similar to a principle. The principle operates and functions to many different people, to many different personal persons who are personal through a personality. But the principle remains the principle no matter what. No matter what the person takes personal according to their personality and their personal experience. Without the pr- principle, no personal could exist. So this is why we stand on a platform of principle. Um... And principle is the main thing, which is in the middle, which gives validation to two things interacting with each other. Like I may say, I'm, I'm talking to you, and you may say, well, I'm talking to you. And we may say that as individuals, but I wouldn't be able to talk to you, and you wouldn't be able to talk to me if it wasn't for the principle of conversation and interaction without conversation and interaction, there would be no me and you. There would be no talking from one side to the other. See, so this is why I cast all my point of views or my experience that I share in this podcast from the foundation and the groundation of principality. The more you acknowledge that and have an awareness and understanding of that and are wise to that, the more you begin to disappear and principle begins to take the place of you, which means that you no longer become as personal, which means that you're no longer as emotional as you were before. So like I said, principle is not a personal. Principle can only validate itself through the personal, through the person. That which is not a body can only animate itself through a body, but even though it animates itself through the body, it itself still remains not a body. So as much as you are a body, you also have to be aware of that aspect of yourself, which is not a body. Okay, so I'm being personal. Of course, emotions run rampant. And this is the whole point of touched upon this subject today based upon separation and detachment. Because emotions have ran high, attachment has gone strong, you know, and we lose clarity of self. I don't really know what self is. You know, some people just basically genuinely don't have a knowledge of it, even though they are it, but it's about the experience, it's about the journey, it's about being aware as you navigate through this path of what may be speaking to you and through you. And as you So Of course you know the regular format We are going to go line for line Or doorway after doorway And I'll open up As I channel along these doorways Okay So One more time The topic is separation and detachment today. First line is separating is separating from something is letting go of attention and once again becoming attentive. Letting go of attention and once again becoming attentive. So, what do I mean by that? Well, giving attention to somebody or something, we'll just say somebody. When you separate from them, and you detach from them, talking about a breakup, I guess in particular. You let go of that person or that one you were giving attention to and you now fall back inside yourself, you now only become attentive. Definition of attentive is basically uh, paying close attention to something. The key word is close. What is close to you? What is the closest thing to you? It's you. So when you go back to you, return back to you, not saying it up but left to that understanding, but when it returns back to you, when you let you return back to you, you become attentive. Attention converts into attentiveness. So the key word is close. That which is close. That which is close, of course, begins to bring about closer. So when you let go of attention and you once again become attentive, the reason I said once again become attentive is because you've never actually left that attentive space of being. You just decided and chose to put your attention to someone or something. But why do you think you revert back to yourself after a breakup or a divorce or a heartbreak or something? Because that which you are unfamiliar with, the other aspect of yourself which is not the body, which you may not be as familiar with, is always attentive and attentive to itself. So as soon as you take your attention off something, you automatically go back to attentiveness. See, and that's what you feel. When you feel hurt, you feel this, you feel that, sad, mad, depressed, what you're feeling is you. You're feeling that's what self love feels like or regretting or not regretting, neglecting and abandoning your own self love is gonna put you through mediums mediums called sadness, depression, misery, loneliness. But these are all illusional feelings these feelings pop up because you were not intentionally or you are not purposely or doing on your own will, putting your attention on yourself and becoming attentive to all things, including yourself. So that's why these feelings happen because these feelings happen because you're not, you're not, you are not accepting yourself. So when you are not accepting yourself, your space, your silence of that moment, then the human body feeling an emotion cuts in between as a liaison or medium in between yourself and yourself. But if the self is itself and you are stopping the self from getting to yourself, from returning back to yourself, then human emotions pop up as the interference or distraction because you were not allowing yourself to return back to yourself. You were not accepting yourself to return back to yourself. So you cause that pause in time, and since your spiritual aspect doesn't exist within time, when you cause a pause and you bring about a time in a space which doesn't exist within time, it's allowing the body to play inside of a space which it has no right to play in. See, so you put something which is of a time cycle in the space of something which isn't a time cycle, therefore you go through the time trauma. But if you just accept yourself, retrieve yourself, and receive yourself as it comes back to you from a current separation or detachment, fully embrace it. You won't go through as much trauma as you did prior to. Because you were fully accept- you were fully accepting it now. You are becoming receptive to that. Which you are. Okay, it'll get more clearer as the doorways go. Okay. The next doorway is there's really only one direction directing itself in one way. What do I mean by that? You magnate back to yourself automatically, immediately, spontaneously. What does that mean? Well, if you look at your interaction with people, the situation that you find yourself in, there's always going to be something about somebody that you may love and care about that you maybe hate, despise, or dislike, or don't really vibe with are not really connected to, but you guys make get along on everything else. But it's why one or two, you know, sometimes it's more that people may not like about somebody or just don't vibe to or vibe with or on the same frequency with them on certain things. This is there on purpose. This is why phrases like opposites attract exist and, you know, you see two people who are like, damn, how the fuck are they? Saying, how How they find each other? Sometimes you're like, damn, she's too pretty for that nigga. Sometimes you say, damn, no. He looks too good for her. Why the hell is he with her? There has to be that space for the self to return back to itself, which means that there has to be something like, you know, an argument or a disagreement or a debate or a little friction somewhere that puts the two people in a relationship separate within their own space and their own stillness and silence. Because that space, stillness, and silence is the self returning back to itself. Always. Which is why you can't glue yourself to your mate or your partner or your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend. You can't glue yourself to them. Why? Because you are your own orbit. Something which is, its, which is its own orbit will always return back to its own orbit. No matter how many people you're around, no matter how much you love them, appreciate them, care about them, want to be with them, you're going to always find a space and a situation or a circumstance where you will return back to yourself. And this is why I say there's really only one direction directing itself in one way. There's really only one direction. It's not to him. It's not to her. It's not to them. It's not to that. Because even your job pisses you off. School pisses you off. Family pisses you off. Your mate pisses you off. Strangers piss you off. Society pisses you off. And all these things happen to make you retrieve back from that where you retrieve back to? You retrieve back to where you started from Which is you This is why odds and evens exist No matter how even you may think that you're with somebody That odd will exist And it will be factored in Guaranteed Even if you've been together for 20 years And only had one little argument That one argument that you had that made her go her way for a few hours, you went your way for a few hours that same day. As long as the self retreats back to itself at some point in time, constantly or rare, rarely, doesn't matter, it neutralizes itself. It neutralizes itself. So, When I say there's only one direction, there really is only one direction. Everything else is an illusion and a hologram. Your mate is an illusion and a hologram. Your family is an illusion and a hologram. People that you reach out to is an illusion and a hologram. Everything is an illusion and a hologram. Because somebody's going to be at a certain type of odd when you're at a certain even state, and it's going to piss you off or tick you off or trigger you in some way, where you're going to return back to yourself And you're going to have to separate from that situation Or detach from that from that moment And you don't go nowhere else but to yourself That's the trickery That's, that's the awareness That you realize You say damn I can't go nowhere else but to myself You may get pissed off You may curse You may start talking to yourself You may start yelling but eventually you're going to find this little gap and this little space of silence and stillness somewhere. Sometime during that moment or during that day, you're going to find that, which means that that anonymous aspect of yourself will always call itself back to itself regardless of how involved and participating you think you're doing when you think you're being in a situation or an atmosphere with people. That's all a fucking illusion. Everything is an illusion, including you, including you. But there's something which isn't an illusion, which is what you know yourself to be. I am here. I am. That's not the illusion. Everything else you are participating, involve yourself in, involve yourself in, Physically, physical people, physical things, it's not real, which is why you interact with things and you return back to that real aspect or the realest aspect of this reality, which is yourself, which is your here, which is your now, which is your moment, which is your liveliness. You are live. You are a live thing. You're live. That's what you are. You're live. That's the realest aspect. See? So, that's why I said you magnate back to yourself automatically, immediately, and spontaneously. As soon as you detach or separate from something, there is no other way to go but back here. So something is telling you something. When your awareness is up, you can see, wait, hold on, something is going on because every time something, my mother pisses me off, my father, my aunt, my uncle, my cousins, my brother, my sister, my husband, my, boyf- my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my wife, my niece, my nephew, strangers, people, society, life, news, movie, TV show, whatever the fucking may be. Every time you separate or detach from that, you always return back to the same space, the space which is you. So if your awareness is keen, you will say that yeah, there is no other way beyond this shit. I'm always going to return back to myself. Even when situations are nice and sweet and loving, say they're loving, they're not traumatizing or conflict and all that other shit. Even in attachment. You can lay next to your wife or your husband, you can feel relaxed. It's a nice quiet moment. The sun is just rising at six AM in the morning. And you're just to yourself. You may say, Wow, well, look how beautiful she is. She may say, Wow, well, look how handsome she is. In her mind, in his mind. And then there's some space that happens where you start to think about yourself. Return you back to yourself. She may encourage you to do something and be something. He may encourage her to do something and be something. When we return back to ourselves, back to our attention on ourselves. So even an attachment is also known as a certain kind of separation in a certain sense, a certain way of understanding it when your awareness is to that point or to that degree. Okay. Okay. Um, The next doorway is There's a big difference between flow and follow. Twenty-two. How both of these words have the same kind of lettering: F L O W, W L F O. Um. My advice is basically to be flow with rather than follow. You know. Um Why? Because You can unintentionally Follow a flow Unintentionally Follow a flow But you can't naturally flow With the follow Like I said there's a big difference Between flow and follow If you're in a relationship And you're following her You're going to eventually get lost within her and her involvement and her business and what she's doing with her life. And that's going to cause a certain type of schism within you because you're following her and you're not flowing with the moment. See, so... This is what I was saying before with... I said... I would say flow with rather than follow. You can unintentionally follow a flow unintentionally because the flow is what the flow is and you're with the flow you're going to follow it but it's not really a following it's just flowing with the flow. But you can't naturally flow with the follow because You can't flow with the follow. Why? Because if you're following something, then you have an intention to follow something. You're not flowing. See? So you don't want to get caught in this kind of understanding of what flow and follow is, follow and flow is. Because when that happens, when when you basically become a follower, You get lost within the following. And then a swallowing starts to occur. You swallow yourself within an illusion because you wasn't going with the flow or the flowing of the moment and the experience. You put too many names on it. You gave too many images. You put too much of your personal input in it. You got too emotional with it. You're feeling too much for it. There's nothing wrong or right about it, but where is your awareness at in alignment with all these actions that you are committing? See, so if you start to follow and get lost in that and a whole bunch of shit starts to happen within the relationship, and now someone on either side wants to separate or detach from what's going on, from the involvement. And then you find yourself somewhere where you don't really desire to be. Or because you became a follower. You followed her instead of following yourself. Or you followed him instead of following your, or instead of flowing with yourself, you followed him. Instead of flowing with yourself, you followed her. And that's like a religion in a certain way. There's so no longer right to it. I'm not here to say that do whatever works for you and I'm talking about the functions of how these things operate and how they work is not something that I would suggest or recommend according to this understanding of what I'm touching upon which is based of course on principality okay so Just know the difference between flow and follow, follow and flow. You don't want to be a follower. You want to be a flower. Because once you follow, if you are the only thing in existence and the self always wants to return back to itself, the more you follow, the more you get lost in an illusion and further away from the reality, the reality being yourself, the illusion being that which is outside or outward or outer. No matter how colorful and how bright what you're following may seem, in reality, it's a dark, dark, deep, deep black hole. The light is right here. The flow. That's the light. The more you follow something, the more you get further away from a light. What happens when you get further away from the light? That tunnel gets darker and darker and darker. Deeper and deeper and deeper Further and further and further Further from yourself The more you separate and you detach from yourself Okay So regardless Whatever you involve yourself in relationship Friendship, family, whatever it may be Never veer too far away from yourself And if you do Make sure your awareness is there And just knowing that you are just playing within the reality and you're playing with the illusion and having an illusional fun experience. But don't get caught in the illusion and then become the illusion. Because then you get lost in that shit, in that illusional maze. And you can never find your way back to yourself. And on your way back to yourself, you can go through a whole bunch of conflict and trauma. Extra conflict and trauma. Extra chaos. That will make it even more difficult for you to return back to yourself. Okay. So don't separate and detach too much. Don't just don't separate and detach from yourself. Even though you can't, because it's impossible because you are yourself. But never be too far off without your awareness being right by your side, parallel to you. As deep as you want to go, go as deep as you want to go. Make sure in the water, go as deep as you want to go in the water. Just make sure you have an oxygen tank. See? That kind of understanding. You can go as deep in the dark tunnel as you want. Just make sure that you have unlimited or fully charged batteries in the flashlight. As long as you have a flashlight, you can go as deep in the tunnel as you want. As long as you have an oxygen tank, you can go deep underwater as you want. See, that's the awareness. Staying side by side with you, okay? Okay. Next doorway is... You're always calling yourself back to yourself or drawing yourself back to yourself. Always. In always. So as soon as you detach or separate from something or someone, you automatically, immediately, and simultaneously draw back to yourself. As soon as you start to detach and separate from someone or something. You automatically, immediately, and simultaneously draw back to yourself. See, as soon as you start to detach, you start drawing back. Whether you know it or not, which is why you find yourself talking to yourself, which is why you start to hear your own voice in your head, which is why you sooner or later will find yourself by yourself from a breakup or a divorce. So basically what I'm saying is get to know this self. Understand what this self is because you're always going to return back to it no matter what, which is why I say there really is only one direction directing itself in one way. There's no other direction out here to her, to him, to them, to that. That's illusion. There's no direction out there. The only direction is in here or this moment. It doesn't go nowhere. This is why people get a little too off mentally when they start to involve themselves with too many people, too many things, without without the sidekick of awareness and having the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of what they're getting into and knowing that they're going to always retreat back to their self. Without that, you're going to go insane. But as long as you know that everything is going to resort back to this self and you have a knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of that and you're aware of that, you're aware of what you want and where you're at and how this place operates, you can go as far out as, as you want to go. You can go as deep as you want to go into the illusion because you always have that rope, that, that safety rope to get back to yourself anytime you want. And you know that every situation, something's going to happen to make you return back to yourself regardless you're going to separate and detach from many different things at many different times. But that's just the other part of you saying, you're always going to return back to me. I don't care how far out you go. I don't care who you love so much or who you feel deeply for or you know, who you feel greatly for or you know, what you think you're so sunk into and so involved in and is so deeply participated in it's laughing at you because it knows what you forgot It, it will always return back to itself not that you will return back to it but it is you and it will always return back to itself why? because itself is the only thing that it knows itself is the only thing in existence to it and in reality itself is the only thing in existence in reality. Why do you think your hands and fingers look like tentacles from an octopus? You know, tentacles may reach out, but it can't reach out without the head functioning first of the octopus. It can reach out, it can grab this starfish, it can grab this shell, it can grab this fish, it can grab that, it can grab this, it can grab all the shit it wants to on the ocean floor and in the water. But it can't grab it unless it remains within the center head. Unless that head center remains there, these tentacles can't grab nothing. What is that saying? That's saying that no matter what it grabs, it always even when it grabs something, it brings it back to the center, which is called the mouth. If it wants to consume something, it brings it back to the center. No matter how many tentacles reach out in how many different directions, it brings it back to a center. It brings it back the arms and the tentacles reach out to things to bring it back to where the arms and tentacles actually have life from or actually operate and function from. So no matter how far out you reach you reach in whatever direction you reach and whatever you're reaching for, it doesn't matter. It'll always return back to its sensor. You will always return back to you. No matter what you do or who you do it with. Your self always wants itself to itself. Why? Because there's no other self for the self to be. What other self can the self be? Matter of fact, that's a riddle. Like that riddle really they have, um, uh, how much work could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A riddle is, another riddle is, what other self is there for the self to be? It's a question, but it's an answer at the same time, because if it's the self, how can the self be anything other but itself? This is what you are. This is what you always have been. Time to realize that, time to embrace that, time to grasp that, time to understand that, be wise to that, be aware of that, or remain aware of that, because you've always been aware of it, while you're remaining aware of it, that's the question and the answer at the same time, simultaneously, right? Paradoxal reality, which I always say. Because it always is. So every time you're reaching out, guess what you're doing at the same time? You're reaching in. And you're reaching in because the reaching in is holding itself to itself so that the reaching out doesn't go too far. Because no matter how far you go, you're going to always retreat and retreat back to yourself. Something is going to happen to make you come back to yourself and speak to yourself and talk to yourself and speak in your mind and be in your own silent space, Stillness. No matter how great she is, no matter how great he is, no matter how wonderful your family is, no matter how great your life is, like I said, attachment and separation, both of these things are redirection back to the only direction, which is you, the director, back to itself. Doesn't matter what it is. Something's going to happen. Even great situations, just as much as horrible situations. The next doorway is to separate from, is to return to. I think I never touched upon before. It's a constant pulling back to effect. It's a constant pulling back to effect. It's a pulling back to. That's what it is. So, to separate from is actually to return to. Remember, i to always give the analogy of a balloon with a balloon string, at the bottom of a balloon string is a, I guess you could say, a jewelry box, a little ring box. There's no jewelry ring inside the box, just a little ring box, a little square. As you put that balloon in the air and let it fly up, the balloon may get higher in the air. But as the balloon gets higher, the box on the bottom of the tide of the balloon string, on the, on the bottom of the balloon string, tied, begins to get heavier. So, as you begin to separate from the floating up of the balloon, that's actually a returning back to, which is the weight of the jewelry box at the bottom of the balloon string. It gets heavier. So as you begin to separate from this self, which you never really separate, but let's just say separate, or basically you start to involve yourself into outer activity, people, things, events, you know, atmospheres, environments. As you begin to participate and involve yourself in these things, the stronghold on the self holding on to itself becomes stronger. That's why you find yourself in these events and places and atmospheres around people and certain things, something will happen. Maybe a shootout, maybe a fist fight, maybe an argument, maybe a throwing of chairs. Anything, something is gonna happen because it's going to revert itself back on itself, it's going to redirect itself back to itself, especially the more deeper you become involved in outside illusions or outside activity. The more you try to separate or detach from yourself, the more the pull or the pulling of the self becomes stronger. Like I said, which is why things happen. It's to bring yourself back to yourself. Hoping that the awareness is there to realize, oh shit, there is nothing that exists but myself. Or but the self. Or but the self. Exactly. Okay. Okay, the next doorway is the self is always open or available to communicating to itself and interacting with itself. Why? Because it knows nothing but itself. Because there's nothing else in existence to know. This is why you hear that saying sometimes that you know, you're by yourself, you're born by yourself, you're gonna die by yourself. And some other saying too as well that everything is an illusion. This is all to revert yourself back to yourself. That's why these quotes and these phrases exist. To bring yourself back to yourself consciously. Because realistically you the self never leaves itself the because there is no other place for the self to go, there is nothing else for the self to be in existence. That's a fact but you consciously you can bring yourself back to yourself. Not realistically because you're not bringing shit back to nowhere because it always is there no matter how far you go into the illusion. It's always there. But for you to be conscious of it, to bring it back consciously back to itself, that's the game. Then you come to that point of awareness and realization like, oh, There's nothing else but the self. As you come to that awareness and realization, you become more aligned with that true being that you truly are. And you get to eliminate the doer or the doing. Consciously as much as possible. You get to just be. Or you get to embrace your be. Or embrace your being more as you embrace this being more, you get closer to that consciously because realistically you don't get closer. You don't get further. It is always what it is with itself. But you consciously, you get closer with that awareness and that realization. You get closer with that being through the devices of awareness and realization. And when that happens, there's an imbuing effect that begins to happen or a radiating effect or an auric effect that begins to take place. And when that takes place, I can no longer tell you what's going to happen to you from there. Only you will know because itself guides itself. And you are your own individual. So you will know exactly what to do because it will inform you exactly what to do and what to be. Okay? There so there's certain places I can talk, but there's certain restrictions and dead ends I can't talk about and I can no longer go on and tell you and inform you about because it's you that can only inform you. It's you that can only know you and what you're about and what you're going to do. It's your mission, not mine. There's only certain things that we have in common. Certain other things Can only be instructed by you To you Can only be informed by you To you Can only be guided by you For you This is where the, the point of principality comes in It supersedes the personality When you get deeper into that that's when there's really nothing to say. There's just so much to be and so much to do. Or just to be. There's nothing to be because you wouldn't be with hell you are. But there's so much more to do when you open the other new doorway for yourself. Depending on what you get guided to do and, you know, realization, things that happen of that nature. Okay. Um, next doorway is there's always something pulling the self Directly to itself There's always something Pulling the self Directly to itself And this is something Again I touched upon before That's why I was saying That's why things like um, Well basically Conflict Disagreements Arguments Physical and verbal Confrontation Trials and tribulation Trauma Death Suffering Misery, angst, and hurt exist. And the result of these things are breakups, divorces, you know, separations, detachment from somebody, from some people, family, mates, etc. These things are basically the pulling effect of itself back to itself. We may call it unfortunate, we may call it a homicide, we may call it You know, that's sad, that's hard, that shit never happened. All these things are in place for a purpose, so that the self may contemplate on itself, so that the self retrieves back to itself, returns back to itself. Because basically, if I was to give the personality. Is waiting for you to hit that point of awareness and realization and say, ah, there's only one thing here. What is that one thing? Me. I. Because once that gets turned on, then a whole other realm begins to appear right in front of your eyes. It begins to create itself within your mind. against the blueprint that's design within your state of mind, your mind frame. And then you begin to walk with different feet on a different path. In the same realm, but shit just transformed into something totally different. And it's all there for you. It's your divine inheritance. Accept it. Embrace it yours okay next doorway is the relevancy of differentiation and having things in common which is basically the principles of attraction and, and repellent attracting and repelling that's basically what that boils down to you know it's like presence and absence to come amongst and deviate from to direct and redirect the relevancy of differentiation and having things in common these things once again are put in place so you can return back to yourself to have things in common as two different beings and then find your differentiation within the realm of having things in common See, it's like a pulling you into it and pushing you back. Pulling you into it and pushing you back. And that push and pull is there so that you always have that eject button out of that situation, that relationship, that friendship, that family situation, that atmosphere, that environment to resort back to yourself. The illusion is pulling you in so that reality can push you back. So this is that push and pull mechanism That's why I said the relevancy It's relevant for that to happen It's relevant for that to be The relevancy of differentiation And having things in common Because no matter how many things you have in common You're going to find something that Differentiates you from that person and vice versa you may say I like movies. Oh, I like movies too. You're like, oh yeah, well I like you know, I like mystery movies and science fiction. What do you like? Oh, I like you know, love and love movies and romance movies, and things like that. I'm like, oh, okay, well we both like movies, but we differentiate in the genre of a movie. So I'm okay with Hollywood. I'm okay with Hollywood too, you know. And you may have disagreed. Or disagreements on who you like and why you like these people or these actors or these actresses it could be about life it can be whatever it may be whatever the topic is you're gonna have something in common and within that thing or those things that you have those categories that you have in common you're, <clears throat> you're gonna also share your differentiation or find out that you actually have differentiations under certain columns and categories that you may have in common. You see, and that opposite has to be there. That friction or that possible friction, that potential friction has to exist. Remember I told you that when you walk down the street, you can see it in your walk. You can shut this podcast off and just go take a walk to the bathroom. Walk to the kitchen and just see how you walk. When you put your right foot, when you step with your right foot, your left arm comes out. And when you step with your left leg, your right arm comes out. This is how you operate naturally. See, how I came to understand certain realities or this reality is by decoding it and deciphering it. Because I said, okay. How am I supposed to know? How would I, if I want to know this reality and no lecturers existed, no elders existed, no books existed, no knowledge existed, no history existed, there was nothing to inform myself for me to go and look at to know of myself. How can I know myself and what this self is? How can I know this reality if I had no mediums and no avenues of trying to reach out to get to know, to reach in? Of myself. If I wanted to reach into myself and I had no reach outs, how would I be able to know myself? And I look at life or reality in this way just by looking at myself, by looking at how things move, walk, talk, operate, how things are in their natural state. And this is how I come to understand reality. This is why I say before, I forgot what episode I was saying, but I was saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with listening to somebody else's perception of life. But make sure that you have your own perception of life first. Because others can be influential and inspirational towards you. And then you may not have your own perception. You may think it's your perception, but you're looking through the eyes of them or him or her or that. You don't have your true perception. So this is the point I was talking about. So I'm saying that's, that's, that's how I look at life personally, how I look at this reality. And I say, with well, Dan, if I had nobody to speak to, I, I couldn't attend any lectures, I had no elders to listen to, I had no books to read, I had nobody telling me nothing, how would I figure out what this reality is about? What is this life about? And basically it just comes down to you just observing yourself and analyzing how you function and how things move and grow and prosper and navigate through this reality. That's where I came, that's why I started to understand okay, left foot, left arm, right foot, left leg, right arm, okay, there's something going on. Why are these opposites going on? Because there's something in the middle which is causing a friction effect. So I said, oh, friction, friction has to exist. Friction has to exist to cause a spark Not a spark of fire But a spark of enlightenment This is why friction has to exist That resorting back to yourself During an argument or disagreement Or a confrontation of some sort Something Is the spark of enlightenment That is the spark or the friction happens in the situation, that's the spark. You resort back to yourself, that's the result of enlightenment. Spark of enlightenment. Okay, so this is why friction and chaos has to be. And everything you find yourself in, no matter how beautiful you think it is, how great it seems, it doesn't matter. There's always something that's going to happen to make you resolve back to yourself, to separate and detach from that situation, that current situation and make you resolve back to yourself in some way, somehow. Okay. The next doorway is the yo-yo understanding concept. Like a yo-yo, a toy. No matter how much you extend you will always retreat. Isn't that what a yo-yo does? You put the yo-yo down, you play with the yo-yo, falls to the ground, They do little tricks called walking the dog and stuff like that. I know how to do it. I've been it plenty of times, you know, playing with it, whatever, just doing little yo-yo tricks when I was younger. And... But no matter how much the illusion seems as if the yo-yo was walking on the floor, it automatically comes back into the hand. When you pull it back up, you just give a little tug. People may not even see the tug. You just give a little tug and the yo-yo shoots right back up, rolls right back up the, the wire or the string and goes right back into the hand or the palm or the grasp in your hand. It looks like the yo-yo was walking on the floor. For a few seconds, as soon as you give a little tug back up, the yo-yo shoots back up and rolls the wire back up or the string back up and back into the hand and it disappears. That's exactly another example of this reality. No matter how much you involve yourself in, participate in, and involve, you know, be a part of this, be a part of that this event, that event, this atmosphere, this situation, that relationship, this uh, this friendship, this, uh, whatever it may be, until you know that you're always going to return back to that which you left from, and you don't know nothing, we you don't know enough just yet, or you haven't realized or became aware just yet of what this reality is about and what you truly are and what this thing really is. Okay, that's just an example of a yo-yo. That's why I said the yo-yo understanding concept. No matter how much you extend, how far you extend into, you will always return or always retreat back to. It doesn't matter. There's a string attached. You can't cut that string. It's uncuttable. (laughs) If that's even a word. Okay, the next doorway is The true relationship and or experience in this reality is with yourself. You will naturally and unintentionally separate with anyone and anything that does not respect that undeniable truth. Whether you want to or not. If you're with a mate and that mate is always bothering you when you're in your silent mode and you're in your stillness mode and you're minding your business and you're doing what you got to do for you, if someone keeps triggering that and keeps fucking with that and messing with that, no matter how much you love them and embrace them, something in you beyond what you look at things as rational as and logical is going to say, we can't take this motherfucker no more. I don't know what you're going to do, nigga. What you gonna do, Miss? I mean, female or male? But um, this ain't gonna be working out. This ain't gonna work out because the true relationship and the true experience here in this reality is you with yourself, and anything and everything and anyone and everyone interrupting that will soon disappear. And how do you know that's principality? Because no matter what your personality is and how you feel about a person, sooner or later you're going to find yourself in that situation where you're going to say, I have to go. I have to separate from this. I have to detach myself from this relationship. It's not going to work. You know you may care about them. You know you may love them. You may have films for them. But something in you is saying we can't deal with this because she's interrupting our our self-time. And nobody interrupts our private time or our self-time. This is what principle is saying to you, not what the person or the person or the voice in the head is saying to you. This is how principle communicates to you. It's saying nobody interrupts that time. If we can't be to ourselves when we want to be to ourselves, then they have to fucking go. <laughs> this is beyond what you can rationalize with and be logical about. Well, I love her. Well, I love him. Doesn't matter. You will separate and detach from that situation. From that, you will automatically. You can't help it. Just as what it is. Okay. The next doorway is the only relationship is silence and stillness. That's the only true relationship that exists here. There's no other relationship here. Silence and stillness is found where? You with yourself. So what am I saying? I'm saying that you with yourself is the only relationship and experience that's in existence, period. Not you and her, not you and him. Not you with them. You with yourself. Silence. Stillness. That's the only thing. The only relationship that exists. Period. Everything else is just playtime. Doesn't mean shit. But the doesn't mean shit part Is also fun as well If you're aware that it doesn't mean shit That you're just here to have A little fun experience and that's it It can be tolerated It can be embraced But only if that's known Through the awareness Okay Okay um, Remember you're here to Create a relationship with yourself You're here to the body is here to experience, but there's something beyond the body which you are, which is here to collect something else. It's here to realize something else. It's here to experience something else. You are here to experience the feelings of the body and the mind of, of the head. But there's something else going on as well at the same time. And That something else is what you have to become familiar with and understand what's going on. Okay. Uh, The next doorway is separation means union or self-unification. This is what separation means. To separate from is to glue back to. So as you separate from something outside, you glue back to that which was inside or that which always was. So you separate from that which has been to get back to that which always was. It's a union. It's a self-unification. So another way of looking at separation is union or self-unification. Because as you separate from the outside, you return back to that union of self, that self-unification of you with you. As soon as you separate from the outside, you return back to unify with yourself. There is no other way which is once again why I see there's only one direction in this reality. There is no other direction. Everything else is an illusion. There's no other direction. It's a redirection back to itself. Redirection redirecting back itself back to itself. Always and always. You know? It's like we separate to continue going forward. To go forward is to remain and realize... That's to acknowledge our awareness of self and as self. See, so to go forward is actually to remain and to realize. That is another way of looking at forward. See, so when you separate, you return back to. When you return back to after separation that returning is also look at a going forward or a forward motion which is why I say to forward is to actually to remain and as you remain you come into a realization hopefully if your awareness is present see so forward doesn't mean in front it means as is Forward is to remain. Forward is to stay. To return back to that which you have never computed from to begin with. That's what forward means. Because if you enhance from that point of view, you become aware from returning back to yourself, and you enhance and further yourself, then that is going forward. What are you doing? Are you walking forward? Are you going in front of you? No, you're remaining to yourself. So to remain is to go forward. Okay. Uh, next doorway is, you have an invisible rubber band. <laughs> Basically saying that the human body is the baby still connected to the umbilical cord of its spiritual body. Another way of looking at understanding it. An umbilical cord that can't be cut. It can never be cut. So once again, like I said, this is like also kind of referring to the example of the yo-yo. No matter how far out you go, you still have that cord that's connected back to this. And I just made another example of something of that cord or that string being the umbilical cord. So the yo-yo, the part that's walking on the floor... Is the human body and human participation and human involvement, physical involvement, society, relationship, people, atmospheres, environments. That's what the plastic part of yo-yo on the ground is symbolic for. The string is symbolic of the etheric umbilical cord, and your finger, which holds the string, is symbolic of the spiritual body. So no matter how far out you let your physical body play... It has an etheric umbilical cord that this physical body will always return back to the spiritual body no matter how far the spiritual body lets the physical body play in this physical illusional reality. In other words of understanding what I'm saying. See, that's just another way of looking at it. You know, so it's, to separate and detach is to return. Everything is a subliminal return or self-returning. To let go is to return. Let go is not to be lost and drifting. No. There's no way to get lost and there's no way to drift to. To let go is to return back to. And, and people are afraid to separate, or some individuals are afraid to separate because they don't know what they're returning to even though what they're returning to is their self. This is why it's important to know yourself, or what's popular, what's more known as to know thyself. Because what they're returning to is their self. But their self is foreign and alien to them because they never interacted with that unknown aspect of their self. This is why people fear, or some individuals fear, to separate because they don't know what they're returning back to and they're returning back to nothing but their self but this their self that they're returning back to is foreign and alien to them because they never interacted with that unknown aspect or that un- anonymous aspect of their self this is why it's important to know thyself or to know yourself as much as possible how do I get to know myself as much as possible? With as least distraction as possible. Least interference as possible. That's how you get to know this self. Without any little things in the middle. Between you and it. Which is actually between it and it. Which is actually between the self and itself. There should be nothing in between there. To separate is to latch to. Remember, this is a paradoxical reality. In other words, there's no escaping of sides, there's no escaping of either side. These are things to keep in mind. That which you protrude from. You never leave. You never ever leave or can leave that which you protrude from. If I protrude from this space into that place, no matter how far I get into that place, I never leave this space. That's the realization. That's the awareness. That's the understanding. That's the wisdom. That's the knowing. That which you protrude from, you never, ever leave. No matter how far you protrude into that, whatever you're protruding into, whatever you're going into, doesn't matter. You know, as an example, like sending a child to play and never taking your eyes off the child, right? You send your child to play in the playground, but you never take your eyes off the child, and that child will return back to home. It will return back to mommy, and mommy and child will return back to home. That's exactly the example No matter how much you separate and detach It doesn't matter Because that which you separate and detach from Or that which you protrude from That space which you protrude from Into whatever place you find yourself in Is the space that you will return to Which you have never left So get to know that space which you never leave and has never left and can never be left. This is basically a short synopsis touching upon the principles of separation and detachment. Yeah, yeah, what's going on? I don't know if the host is there at the moment. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. She has to do some things. Like I said, I just found it relevant to touch upon that at the moment. Because we all know we're we're professionals and experts on how to attach to things. But we don't really take time out to understand what is the opposite of that action, which is separation and detachment. Because attachment gives validation to detachment, and detachment gives reference to attachment. So you can't go learning and involving yourself in one thing and not having a knowledge or wisdom about the other. That's not pretty wise. You no, you want to know an equal amount of both. You may know more about one thing than the other, but at least you still have the knowledge of the other. Is the point I'm making. Okay. So, um... Basically, it wasn't really too much more. <clears throat> um that I'm going to touch upon at the moment. And like I said, I only found it relevant to touch upon this because we have became so emotionally glued to situations that we don't know how to suspend from them, not necessarily detach or separate from them. But we have no knowledge of how to suspend from them because we became so glued. To these people, situations, things, environments, and atmospheres. You know? So just something to consider, something to ponder. You know? That's about it <coughs> for the day. So I'm seeing where the other host is at. You there? Mm-hmm. What up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm not gonna comment on the episode right now. But um I didn't see anybody on the line with their hand up. Um, so I guess I guess we can maybe wrap it up till next time. Sure, absolutely. So you already know raise. Till next time, the only time, see ya again. Till then, keep you on vision. <laughs> One. Zero. Zero. Oh.